Welcome to the Brave Way Podcast. I'm your host, Lavelle Miller. And at this podcast, we'll be covering the difference between Gen Y and millennials and what they want in the workplace, as in what to be expecting as these um, newer, younger folks are entering the workplace as us millennials are moving to mid and senior level uh, positions within organization. Something I didn't cover in the pod that I want to make sure I cover here is benefits. Gen X baby boomers traditionally did not leave jobs. They um, t- they stayed there. When I picked a job, I wanted to work for this airline company. I picked there. I worked there for 30 years and I retired. I took whatever benefits and things that they had. Very structured, right? I had to do it. Same thing when a lot of Gen X are doing the same thing. Some millennials are in the process of doing the same thing now. But as time has progressed, the length of times of jobs have changed. Um, around 2000 and, um, or actually right before the recession, it had dropped down to where the average time where someone was working a job was around five to seven years, which is way shorter than the, um, than the pitching part has worked for your organization. It is now less than two. So people are moving all the time. So what does that directly mean? I work for a government entity. We accrue vacation sick time per month. When I work for the federal government, you recruited it every pay period. You see where I'm going here, right? So you didn't have a big bank to start with. More people as a Gen Y, or more organizations rather, as Gen Y has been moving in, has went to the process of benefits on day one. Something else has also changed. I remember you started working for a job and you had to work for there for 90 days before you got any, um, not only did you, you had to wait to accrue your vacation and sick, your medical benefits didn't start until 90 days until the company had already paid. You paid so much of your insurance already in. Um, with that now being the case, a lot of Gen Y, they won't even apply for positions that tell them, oh, you accrue this at this level for a certain amount of time. They want their benefits up front. That way they can use them whenever they feel like it, not when the company says that they're ready for it. This isn't um, guaranteeing a pension package on day one working for the organization, but when it comes to sick, vacation, etc., even if it's at the beginning of the year, when they're first hired, every six months, they want a chunk drop to them to say, hey, you want to take these days off? You know, you now have them. Oh, you need to leave a couple hours early? You got it. Versus the organization and it's old um, accruement methods. So I wanted to cover that um, because I didn't cover it in the pod. So anyway, thank you for checking out the pod. Remember, like, comment, subscribe, and here we go. Gen Y versus Millennials. This has been a conversation that has been 
brought up many times over the past uh, seven or eight years that I could at least recall when we are talking about dealing with stuff at the workplace. Well, you might think that's a little bit weird because a lot of people look at the Gen Y as people who were still in high school. Well, depending on where you look, Gen Y starts in 1995 and ends in 2012. I have a child who was born in 2012, and so it's weird to me that me being a millennial, a little bit by the cutoff, the gap was so long that a child born in 2012 would still fall in the same uh, area. But with Gen Y entering the workplace, Millennials have also had to step up into mid-level and senior management roles that they weren't traditionally in. And it seems to be causing a little bit of issues and, and ruffling some feathers. So I want to go over a few things. First, you have to think about the workplace has always changed. And I will be doing a podcast over workplace design. But to give you a quick rundown of that... When it came to the workplace uh, for baby boomers and Gen X, they were used to having to work so many people to do certain tasks. Lavelle, what do you mean? Well, what I mean is you're used to have a manager, an assistant manager, an assistant to the assistant manager, the supervisor, the assistant to the supervisor, and the list goes on. All for this one department within an organization because it felt like a lot of this same leadership need to occur. Now, without doing any direct research on this, I could believe, especially in the baby boomers generation, a lot of this stemmed from time in the service because why? Making it starting off very small and not going large, you would have your company commander, your first sergeant, your platoon sergeant, um, squad leaders, team leaders, right? And some of it could be like, well, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. In a way, it does, but you end up having too many cooks in the kitchen at a certain amount of time. These civilians that are doing this. They're no longer in the military, so that structure didn't necessarily make sense. So what happened? So the elder millennials, when they started getting in the positions, mid-level, senior-level management for certain companies, they started to remove those manager slots. Now, it ended up helping in a couple different ways. One... It made the teams, when you would design your team, you would try to make your team fit what you wanted to do, and you would focus on camaraderie. Um, I've spoke to many people, and they have, many people have said that, but if I can get the words together, many people I have spoken to have said they much rather work short at a job with people they know they can trust to do the job versus having so many people and people are spending more time figuring out how not to work than to work. 
Has that happened to any of y'all? I'm sure it has. Even if we want to go back to being in high school, working your first job, or even a job right out of college, if you didn't go to college, as you have changed jobs in your career, typically you find, not typically, but you often you may find someone who's looking to not work instead of work. So, problems ended up being with this plan that was designed to work for millennials in a better way, you ended up reducing the amount of money that was available because since you have reduced the amount of managers and supervisors you had, you have people who have tenure and have nowhere to go. It's kind of how the cookie crumbles, right? You can't have your cake and eat it too a lot of times when it comes to business. Now, why do I want it? Why did I want to bring that up before I wanted to talk to Gen Y? Well, with Gen Y is how I'm moving in the marketplace because, like I said, you got to think about it. If we're in uh, 2022 now, that means you have people who were born in 2002 that are now 20 years old, so they're now entering the workforce, right? They're trying these things and they're, they're learning this up how things work. The ones that were born younger than that or older than that, that's born in 95, they have already been working for a while and they may still have some millennial ideals and things, but some of that is obviously going to change, right? So, a interesting article that I had read recently that was covering this said something that I believe a lot of us have to realize and take part in. Millenni- I mean, not millennials, Gen Y, as they were going through school or progressing through life, even the same thing has changed with child's pediatricians. The focus was on the care of the individual and making sure that they were mentally fit and stable to do whatever task that was desired for them to do. Same ways that you see they have changed math that people have done. Some um, standardized testing has changed or been getting eliminated of. All of this was done to figure, to make sure we take care of the future better than how it was. the future was set up for us. Quite often, I have heard people complain about people who are that fall under Gen Y because they think a lot of this um, this is like it's laziness and um, I didn't get to do that so they shouldn't get to do that well you gotta remember there are people before you who weren't able to do any of the same things that you're currently being able to do if we want to if I want to go ahead and try to get quicker to the point I already discussed about how millennials like to work in smaller teams Gen Y they want to work when they want to work now that might sound crazy to you all it's like hey you gotta punch a clock you have to do this you know this is how you make your money it's also true 
But what I mean is, if I wake up and I decide I don't want to go in the office that day and I want to work from home, Gen Y believes that this should be a capability. When you think about how advanced technology is at this at this stage, more advanced than obviously it's ever been in the world, it's going to continue uh, for society to keep growing. It has to continue on that path. Most jobs can be done from home. The idea that you have to be at a place to work is the ideals of older generations and them not wanting to change. The COVID-19 pandemic made us realize how easy it is for so many jobs to be done from home. My mother, for example, works from home. It's worked out well for her, even to the point of when if she needed to take a vacation or do anything, she was able to just take it on the road. It was no big deal, and she was still working. Of course, my mom doesn't fall into the Gen Y, but she realized how easier it made her own personal life to be able to move and go as it pleases. Device or software like Microsoft Teams, Cisco, uh, Cisco Web, WebEx, I believe it is, Skype, if people still use Skype, Zoom. All these different platforms make it easier for you to work from home. So if you are looking to recruit any of these people who fall in the Gen Y spectrum, that is something that you have to think of. Does my position offer work from home and why not? If it is a situation where they can work from home, then they should. Another fa another thing is, and this is uh, this goes both ways. Gen Y doesn't care about how much they get paid. The reason is is I've had some friends who said they're looking at doing it, um, but more families are moving back into the one large family home idea. What that means, uh, if you do not know, is it's a general it's a generational household. It's traditionally how it is explained as generational households would have like it could have the grandmother, grandfather, um, the one set of the family, um, and then their kids after that. Uh, now, mind you, if you have a big enough home to have the grandparents, the brother, I mean the siblings, three of them, like for me, I have three, and then um, our kids, that means you would have to have enough rooms of house for my parents to stay in, me, my brother and his wife, and my sister, along with my wife and I's kids, and <laughs> my brother's kids, etc. So normally generational households are somewhat smaller than that. But the idea is families are able to save money by reducing costs on child care, reducing costs on um, mortgage or rent, um, and then they all assist help out with vehicles. Uh, 
something that doesn't directly have to happen, but the ones I have experienced before is a lot of the families work different shifts, and this makes it to where, like I said, childcare is a whole lot easier, and if the house is too small, people may end up sharing beds. But the reason why I bring that up is because of how much everything is costing now, the parents are getting to the point of where they don't want to see their child paying um, more than 33% of their income. The word escapes me at this moment, but there's a, um, it's like, it's not living poor, but, um, and it might actually be living poor, but essentially the government has guidelines that the average person should not be paying more than 33% of their income annually for living expenses. Depending on where you live at, you know that that's not the case and it happens everywhere right now. Now, um, so even, so rewinding back, the with the idea of generational households coming back into the fold, more people are not wanting to go to work or not go to work more people aren't worried about the money that they are making this means that an organization can can't just throw out we pay um 70 grand a year and really think that you're going to get the top candidate because if it's 70 grand a year maybe you have to go to work at the office all the time and you're not able to do most things that a Gen Y person is looking to do in the workplace, you're not going to get the ideal candidates in all likeliness. Of course, like I said, you're going to still get some depending on how they were raised and how the things changed. But these are things are just understanding as um, why the workforce could be so short is due to some of the old practices that they haven't changed. Within and not caring about how much making how much money they make, is because of the ways to make money. With the rise of social media, so many people are looking to be influencers. Even if you are small timey, with you play video games, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. If you are just trying to be an influencer, like on Instagram, same thing you still you, Facebook. Twitter, Snapchat, or TikTok, whatever. There's so many ways that you could try to make money. It makes it to where, oh, you can figure out where you need to go in the meantime. If you haven't heard about the app Fiverr or the website Fiverr, for example, Fiverr is a website that you can go recruit someone to make a graphic design for your business. Um, the people are rated, they tell you how much it would cost, how long it would take for them to do it, etc. Same thing. If I worked for business and I was a graphic designer by trade, I could just also create a Fiverr account and then make the money that way whenever it comes and just not worry about it. There's websites for people to write, help people write papers, um, 
we, we're not even going to worry about the other uh, Patreons, OnlyFans, things like that that people can do to make themselves another money. How the contrast is that with um, millennials, millennials were willing to do side hustles and, and be hustling with the uh, recession of 2008 with the different ages of millennials at the time frame. Some of us were just getting out of high school. Um, some have been working for a few years at that point. Your in your mind was I need to have as many jobs as I can to survive. So it went back to the idea of I need to have two and three jobs to make money and I need to do it at a place so I get a guaranteed check. Because some of these same old habits and behaviors were instilled in us many years ago. And and we kept them. So like I said, that's a kind of difference between Gen Y and Millennials on that because if they feel like they need extra money, Gen Y is going to use social media or the internet to help them gain that extra money as in Millennials are going to want to work another job. So how does that also affect you if you're trying to hire, if you hire a, a Millennial, if the Millennial already tells you they have another job, now they're fighting in between both jobs of what's going to really get the, the most attention. If you are a Gen Y person and you believe I should, I could use social media to my advantage and internet to my advantage to create these jobs, you will be doing a lot of that stuff on your leisure time. And most of it, if you get a certain following, it's stuff that you would just do anyway, but now you're getting compensated for it. So you don't, you're not worried about punching the clock to directly make sure you have um, all the ends directly meet. Um, and I want to, this went on a little bit longer than what I planned to, but I want to go, I want to revert back to the, uh, the mental health uh, aspect of hiring a Gen Y person. And if I didn't say this already, I just want to make sure I do say it. These are just things you have to understand or factors that you could get when you're hiring people within this age group. It's not everybody. There's obviously will be exceptions to the rule. The point is, is when you are looking to hire, when you're looking to train, all of these things, these factors uh, directly come in. And this is this one right here, I believe, really should drive home a point that I, I said earlier, but I want to reclose with this. Um, and then it covers the things about the article. Um, one, so in this article, uh, a thing that was discussed was mental health days. This one entrepreneur stated he offers his employees mental health days that aren't tracked per se. So if you call him and say, I'm not coming in, I'm taking a mental health day, you got paid for it because he applauded you for saying you realized something wasn't right um, and you wanted to, to be off. On the other hand, there was another entrepreneur 
who said for his business, he said, would people take mental health days off? And as I tell you all this, all these business owners are millennials. All of them are millennials. And the names and the uh, businesses, um, even though uh, it is quote-unquote public, it really wasn't because they gave them spoofed names and spoofed business names because they didn't want this to affect them either way when they were speaking on their um on their feelings which is why i haven't been giving names out for this stuff so another one said that he didn't believe in the mental health days that it was a sign of weakness because he was taught you just move on these are old things that aren't the same anymore and as the workplace changes, we have to remember that how you feel about how things are going don't necessarily matter, right? If so, if a person tells you they need to take a mental health day, you may think it's weak sauce. If they don't, they'll just leave your organization and go find another job. Um, which is for some people, they're gonna be happy. They're gonna be happy that they do that, but eventually, you're just gonna be running into Gen Y people in the workplace. So either your business is going to sink or swim based off of your ideals on how things used to be versus what they are now. Uh, a big one in, um, that was discussed by uh, quite a few uh, uh, women on um, on this uh, on this uh, site I was looking at was an uh, article rather this article I was looking at was women and their periods the reason why is because many of the women uh, almost all of them had said this is something that we as a woman we all deal with and since we are dealing with these and quickly say I mean, no offense in any way as I'm saying this um, to people who may find issues with me saying women um, having periods. Um, no offense at all. I want to uh, clarify that. Um, so, um, with them having periods, they said we all have to deal with this. We've dealt with it um, a lot of times. They said, they was averaging like 10 or 12 years um, prior to really being into the workforce. And so uh, these, some of these uh, uh, female entrepreneurs were stating when they had a, another female call out due to um, uh, symptoms that come along with having periods, it bothered them. Because it's like I'm, I have to deal with the same thing you're dealing with. Uh, one of them even mentioned how she was, she would get so, she gets so emotional during her period. She doesn't like going to work. The reason why I bring this up is, she said, "I'm too, I'm too emotional to be at work." But I feel that if by if I'm not at work, my business will disappear overnight. So I go to work and I lock myself into my office for eight hours. I don't want to talk to anybody. I have no meetings during that week. 
Um, but I'm just there if I am needed. She ended up saying at the end of the article that she needs to actually take better care of herself because she was like, if I am not in the position to where I can run my organization because I am I am staying away from like I'm not having conversations with anybody. I'm not um not having meetings, not taking phone calls. Why am I at work? And she said that's something that she had to really sit there and think about is like why is she at work? And I'm obviously not pretending to understand any of these um uh situations that transpire um for women but but what I'm saying is if you um, have a employee and she is calling out because she's telling you about these things that are going on pay attention to it recognize this real thing be accepted of it and move on um you of course because the the thing is these voices are going to change the voices of you have to go to work you must go to work are going to be be i understand you know take the day off you need to leave early leave early and be fine better the better and best organizations will cop them for that time as long as it doesn't look like somebody is abusing you um these those things even though that mental health and a woman's menstrual cycle are two separate things it goes back to the idea of Gen Y wanting to make sure that they take care of themselves as best they can and if the organization does not offer it for them, um, then they they have no nothing to really um, want anything to really do with them. So, like I said, this went on a little bit longer than I wanted to do, covering uh, Gen Y uh, versus Millennials and preparing them or preparing to hire them and understanding what their expectations are in the workplace. So remember, like, comment, subscribe, share this around. This is how you become legendary and greatness is earned.